0: You are tuned in to CFCR 90.5 FM. It's time for the nerdy news. And today we are talking a whole bunch about comics. Uh, We've got a good pile of those to talk about. But first, I want to talk about a cool thing that I've been working on for a few months. Actually, Brennan has also contributed to this. And we have special guest in the studio with us, Kevin Sorokowski, who is the general editor of the Riversdale King George Quarterly. So the third issue is about to come out, and on Monday, the super special holiday hotspot insert drops. What is this, Kevin? Please tell us about it.
1: So the Riversdale King George Quarterly, the RKG Quarterly Holiday Hotspot, what it is, is it's a map of businesses in and around Riversdale and King George and Pleasant Hill. There are 12 businesses represented in the community or communities, I suppose, and we have, say, if you're looking at 20th Street as the central location of the Riversdale neighborhood for businesses, uh, we reach all the way west to Windmill Flowers, and all the way east to Soul Paper. And then a whole bunch of businesses in between and slightly off of that main trunk of 20th Street. We also have three businesses joining us from the King George neighborhood, which is a wonderful addition because we've been trying since we started this thing back for in June, in June or actually back in April when we started working on it to find somebody, anybody who would join us from King George. Finally, we were able to score actually some wonderful Representation, dark side donuts, who doesn't love dark side donuts, chocolate by those girls at the market. And again, who doesn't love chocolate, especially theirs? I have had some. It is quite something. And then Little Market Box, which does um, all things grocery in a very, very micro-local way. So uh, and then of course, up and down 20th Street and around the avenues along the way are several many other businesses that are joining us one dozen in total. Speaking of a dozen in total, Master's Bakery. How's that for a
0: segue? Very nice. There's lots of good perks on this map at all these different businesses, but the idea was to kind of create like this community of fun things that you could do um, over the course of your you know, Christmas shopping or your holiday festivities. And there's a bingo card that you can complete. So some of them are to go to those businesses and answer a trivia question potentially, um, but there's also lots of things on this on the card that are just like go make a snow angel or eat a cookie or make a christmas card or something like that some fun things that like people can self-direct their creativity on and smile
1: smile while shoveling or sweeping some snow
0: who who doesn't want to grin while you know getting a little who, out and who doesn't? right around the corner we've been lucky so far so who?
1: who wouldn't there is also on the back of the same map that we've created for the neighborhood a coloring contest that madame caisson created coloring contest for the kids so what we're what we've done is through the community through through developing relationships with the community we've been able to get a prize package for both uh the folks that are going to engage in the bingo and the kids that are going to color the map uh, the color of the contest on the back which is Pete's popcorn stand more on that later I'm sure, and so there'll be beautiful prize packages from Riversdale and King George for the winners of bingo and for the winners of the coloring contest we hope it's a child.
0: Well, I mean, I, I want to make it open to and everyone, because if I saw this, I would want to color it because while well, I drew it so I'm super biased but I would want to color it because it's fun and exciting so it's not just for kids it's anybody can enter. And what it is, it's a picture of popcorn peat he is a historical figure in Riversdale history, and I discovered him because I wanted to do a portrait of Edelman's department store, and when I was digging through the library archives, I found this picture, and this dude standing on the corner I was like, well, who's this guy, and so I found out that, like, he's, he had, that was his spot on the corner of B and 20th, he set up his popcorn stand and sold popcorn there for, like, ever, and, and he, when
1: he, was this? When?
0: Uh, Well, he came to Canada in the early 1900s um, and then kind of set up shop and he lived in Riversdale in the neighborhood until he passed away in 1969.
1: So whilst he was selling popcorn on the corner of B and 20th, did he develop any rivalries in the popcorn world?
0: Oh, did he ever? There was a big one. But you know what? I'm going to keep people on their tenterhooks because uh, that is part of the issue that drops on December 1st. So if you wanna learn about Mm -hmm. Pete and his rivalry in the popcorn wars of Saskatoon popcorn industry, then uh, you should pick up a copy of the uh, RKG Quarterly.
1: Which will be dropping December 1st, just saying.
2: I know I'm excited now. I I didn't know we had the popcorn Pete, popcorn battle. So, you know, I'm eagerly awaiting.
1: Oh, no, no, Brennan, not a popcorn battle. It was a popcorn war. Yeah,
3: some, sometimes people call it game of corns.
0: <laughs> Very clever. Um, and Brennan is featured in the new issue as well. He's been working on a comic, and this will be installment number two, The Adventures of Sylvia Turncoat. So, yeah, that's another reason to pick up this exciting issue. If you're a fan of Punch Radio, then there'll be a lot to offer you in the next... Coming issue of the RKG. All right, Kevin, any last thoughts you want to leave our listeners with for the time being?
1: I will say the contest, the map and contests will, as you said, they'll drop on the 15th of November. The contest will run officially until December 15th. And then at that point, someday shortly after that, once we've collected all the prize cards, we will draw for a winner of the bingo and of course every entry has to be a completely filled in bingo card and we will draw for someone to win the coloring contest and those prize packages again furnished by all of our good friends in riversdale king george and pleasant hill
0: Awesome. okay i'm super pumped i wish i could win this but i am ineligible so that's how it goes all right. Well, thanks, Kevin. Um, you're certainly welcome to stick around and talk comics with us on the back half of our episode here. Um, we're going to throw things over to Hank and Craig and get their take on pop culture for the week. And then when we come back, we are going to talk about Friday and Newburn and Human, Human Target. Target, amongst other things. So uh, stay with us.
4: Hey everybody, it's Craig Siliphant for Punch Radio on CFCR 90.5 FM, and I'm joined as always by my good buddy Hank Cruz. Now we've got a few TV shows and stuff we're going to talk about this week, but I know you wanted to uh, sort of talk about something on the fringes of that first.
5: Yeah, let's talk about some extra streaming services because everybody has an extra like $6.99 or $7.99 a month. So Discovery Plus, right? yeah for everything else so discovery plus has been advertising hard so every time uh we go to watch like the ctv app or the global app they are just like pummeling us with discovery plus so i checked into this thing i don't know how uh, familiar familiar wow i can speak so i don't know how well you know like the discovery network but it includes the all the discovery shows then the Animal Planet. Food Network, HGTV, TLC, a whole bunch of other stuff in there. And so they're going to charge you, say, $7 a month to watch what they say is uh, over 2,500 titles for that uh, much money per month of, I don't know, things that maybe people want to see. Well, now we've got Crave and Netflix and then YouTube and Amazon Prime and Disney+. Plus. And then Hulu and HBO Max are coming and Paramount Plus, And then even CBC Gem, you can pay for ad free. Then I've got my NHL center ice on there. So I got to watch all the Leaf games. And then I'm looking at this. Well, as an example, Netflix has 15,000 titles available for whatever we're paying for Netflix. I think family paying 15 bucks a month or whatever it is. So on this discovery thing, there's 2,500 titles. 2,500, 15,000. Uh, I don't know what's happening here. I'm getting overwhelmed. How do you feel? Is this too much? Like it, when, when is it going to end?
3: I think it's
4: definitely uh, overwhelming. I have a bunch of other channels too, like Shudder or Criterion. uh, We talked about a couple of weeks ago. And like I said, I was joking at the start, you know, 699. Hey, that sounds affordable. But like when you've got 30 of these things, you know, as you've noted before, when we've talked about this, it's like, eventually it's more than the cable bill you were paying a couple of years ago, you know, 150, 200 bucks. You know, plus you got different people in your family that, like different things so you know i know we had uh uh Brit box and acorn a while ago because my wife likes a lot of those british mysteries we've got i mean i watch a lot of disney plus too but like obviously that helps with kids uh so yeah i mean it does add up pretty quickly and and i mean i even resisted getting criterion for so long just because i was like ah, oh, it's just another channel to pay for but you know ultimately i'm loving it and maybe i don't need some of the other ones
5: i don't know it is too much i just uh thought about this but uh at home uh, I didn't realize that I had um, created a monster uh, so my son uh, overheard me talking about the algorithm that Netflix has and how my daughter went and watched a couple shows on my account right and now I'm getting all these weird things on here and so I was talking about it and uh, he didn't let me know he overheard but then all of a sudden I got home a couple days ago and he's watching the new season of Paw Patrol and then he's like hey dad I'm like yeah Guess whose account I'm watching Paw Patrol on. Like, (laughs) uh, hopefully yours. No, you're Ali, Ali, what did you call it? And I'm like an algorithm. I messed it up for you, dad. So now I'm going to get every kid show out there. So maybe I need Discovery Plus to because my algorithm is screwed on Netflix. Yeah, I
4: have have very strict rules about using your own profile to watch uh, (laughs) things like that. (laughs) Because even my wife getting her shows in my algorithm uh, it's not it's not the same as getting your peanut butter and my chocolate you know what i mean no uh, and, so um, i know you uh, also watched um a show that i've watched a few episodes of but you did the whole series and it was just released last friday uh on netflix uh big
5: mouth season 5 season 5 is out there is 10 episodes uh i put it out on the internet you only want to watch 9 of the 10 because there is a christmas special that you should save for closer to the holidays because it'll really uh, add some extra holiday cheer, especially if you get the whole family together to watch it. I know that you've probably your entire life been like, "I wonder what Santa looks like naked." Well, you know what? The Big Mouth Holiday Special is going to answer that question for you. Yeah, yeah, naked Santa. Which
4: we should say it isn't really a children's show. In fact, uh, Luke came down while we were watching it the other day, and I like oh no, waited till he was gone because. <laughs> It's a saucy show. It's very funny, and it gets to the heart of something about, you know, pre-adolescence, but uh, it's definitely, like, saucy. Oh, yeah.
5: And this season, they're focusing on, uh, on hate with uh, the hate worms and, and a little bit of love as well, falling in love with the love bugs, along with the hormone monsters and the shame wizard and all the exciting things. If you haven't watched Big Mouth, you got to start a season one to ease yourself into it, because you can't just jump into season five. Yeah. <laughs> so,
4: and if yeah. you're a film nerd, in fact, the shame wizard is played by David Fulis, who's a great British actor. And it's just such a funny, like most of the voices in this thing are comedians we all know from working together. John Mulaney, Jason Mantzoukas, uh Nick Kroll, guys like that. And, but then like having David Fulis, the British actor, like in there is pretty funny.
5: You uh, know, uh, speaking of hate, uh, there's a couple things that I hate that I'm going to tell you about right now. I hate the ending to Dexter. I hate the finale of that. The season finale or the series finale was horrendous. I also hate the acting of Jennifer Carpenter, but I think that you're going to tell us that all of it's back now to correct all their mistakes. Is that right?
4: I think they're going to try and I'm with you I hate all those things too so yes I watched the first episode of Dexter New Blood this week Uh, and so as you said it was a you know a television series in the well mid aughts I would say Uh, ended in 2013 I think and uh, maybe the first four seasons were decent even though there was a lot of bad acting in those uh, in that on that show like from the beginning but the last part of it was just terrible now they're back with a redemption series Dexter New Blood so it takes place 10 years after he faked his own death and dexter has moved to a fictional small town in uh in new york iron lake new york he's hiding under an assumed identity and and works as a local shopkeeper he's got a relationship with the town's uh, police officer one of the town's police officers and he's been suppressing his serial killing urges but of course uh something brings his dark passenger potentially out of retirement uh when things start happening in his little town so i would say so far So far, it's better than the last four episodes of the series. Uh, it is, it did seem fairly predictable, but it was also kind of a table setting episode. So uh I'm interested to see where this goes. I always thought it was a great concept, it just wasn't executed all that well eventually, especially. So uh Dexter New Blood, that one's on Crave. And I also quickly want to mention another Netflix show I've been watching, Inside Job, it's called. Uh I I just sort of stumbled on this one, but it's the crater of Gravity Falls. Uh, And it's a basically a workplace comedy, you could call this really a cross between The Office and Rick and Morty, Uh, it's about a, uh, it's set in a world where like, you know, conspiracy theories are real, there's an American shadow government organization called Cognito, who are controlling the world and trying to keep these conspiracies secret, and so the series follows a workplace team led by a tech genius, Uh, and her new partner, and they work alongside people like a reptilian shapeshifter, a human dolphin hybrid, a sapient mushroom from hollow earth. It's got a great cast, Lizzie Kaplan, Christian Slater, Clark Duke, Andy Daly, John DiMaggio, Bobby Lee, Brett Gelman, you know, more names than that I could keep going on. And it's just really funny. I mean, if you like that uh, Rick and Morty humor, which I know not everybody likes, but, uh, and it's a very different show, but it's, it's that like science fiction, relationship humor i guess you'd call it like you know crazy science fiction things happening but also these workplace relationships so uh inside job i've been surprisingly enjoying this one quite a bit and uh it's on netflix so uh we got throw back to jody here because we're out of time but uh we'll uh talk to you next week hank and craig out bye
0: all right thank you fellas so yeah lots of good comics before we actually started recording we were talking about human target and Kevin. You are a little bit of an expert on Human Target. Now, this is the new Human Target, so this is Human Target number one. DC just came out last week, but Human Target is not a new character. Uh, so, what's your what's your experience with Human Target, Kevin?
1: Well, I I did enjoy. It. There was it was on. There was a Human Target made it to Fox TV for a couple of seasons, as far as I know, and I thought it was a pretty good. I remember reading Human Target when I was a younger fellow and uh, enjoying that. I've always been a fan. I've always been a DC guy, so much to the chagrin of a lot of my friends who were X-Men people and I was never one of those. Uh, and Human Target was one of those more in the shadows of the DC publications, not a wide release, not a big name, not a not a big uh, um, draw for the DC audiences, but something that I liked, because I liked the, uh the smaller niches. That being said, two years of that show, and it didn't make it any further than that as far as I know. But I understand from what our earlier discussion, apparently Brennan Riesling and his band attempted to try to get a song on the soundtrack of Fox Television's version of Human Target.
2: We did. We were So I've been a big Human Target fan myself for a long time. When I was a kid, I had the uh, Digest, that were older comics that were collected. And there was one that was a mystery one that had Batman pointing saying, a murder has happened and who did it? And there's a human target story in there, which I loved. So my band did a human target song and we tried to get on the TV show, but the TV show didn't last long enough. We also tried to get our Transformers song onto the, like our Optimus Prime song onto the Transformers movie. And uh, our guitar player actually got Michael Bay's secretary. So he got that far. (laughs) So that's how close we got. That's how
1: close. We got. very close, but she is, I'm from one understand, quite a Dungeon Dragon. So, uh,
0: Okay, well, I'm going to take things back on track here. As fascinating as Michael Bay's secretary is, I'm sure, Human Target, the new comic by DC, is it's. I really enjoyed it. It's written by Tom King. It's illustrated by Greg Smallworld. And it has a, it's got a like 60s feel to it. Um, Human Target is a dude who hires himself out to get assassinated basically like if someone thinks that they're in danger he impersonates them and uh sometimes people you know take pot shots at him and that's kind of what his role is and this is good i i really liked it it's got a spy feel to it and uh it's got a bit of a darwin cook feel to it as well as far as the illustrative style so i am going to read issue number two I know Dave didn't love it quite as much, but that might be because I gave you this comic and New Burn at the same time, and New Burn is better.
3: Yeah, I liked I like New Burn a little better. I liked another comic we're going to talk about later, even better than both of those. But Human Target was still okay. I think maybe it just needs a little more room to breathe. Sure. But it's got kind of a cool noir feel. I guess DC's doing a lot of different stuff right now with the the vampires and the Human Target and
0: yeah they're they're branching out which in my book is good because they've been a little stale for a while so I'm all for something new I do want to quickly talk about New Burn. and this is Chip Zdarsky's new book and it's illustrated by Jacob Phillips and it is absolutely a crime noir drama and it's about this dude who used to be a policeman but is kind of like a policeman detective for like the mob now but for like all of the families of the mob everybody just sort of like gives him a pass like not to like mess with him or murder him and uh, if something goes wrong like say some rival gangster gets murdered you know they want to find out like who really is responsible so that appropriate measures can be taken so they hire this guy to do it and he's just sort of like their guy and so of course he's gonna butt up against the regular police and uh as a first issue I thought it was absolutely tremendous and the B variant cover done by Tula Lote who I adore so I, I had to pick it up no question you like this though
3: right I did like it it's got that cool detective crime <laughs> deal with a little bit of an underworld element running through there as well snappy dialogue in this one is what keeps me turning the pages in newberg
0: that is what chip sadarsky is known for sex criminals another great book that he worked on for years what are you what else are you reading brendan you have another book you want to talk about today right well
2: the second one it's been a good week so i get to talk about you know tom king and human target and i also get to talk about tinian with the house of slaughter so this is the continuing story of uh, something is killing the children which i actually thought was done And more were coming out, so I kind of got behind because I thought it was finished. So House of Slaughter is, uh, we're meeting a different character from the Slaughter house. So there's the White Masks and the Black Masks, and the Black Masks' jobs are to go out and kill monsters. That's what they do. That's the role. There's a lot less of them because they probably get killed off more. So we meet Aaron Slaughter. And we right away learn this new character, uh, a bit of his what he's like, his personality. He doesn't quite fit in with some of the other of the black masks. and a new white mask comes and be, meets new friend and things go on from there. So if you like something that's killing the children, check out House of Slaughter. We, uh, Erica is in this one briefly, but we have a new character, new story, but I'm, I'm sure it's all going to come together. but um, if you liked the last one, pick out this one up. It was, it was great. It was a really good read.
0: Cool. All right. I want to mention Friday. This is Ed Brew Baker's new book. Um, Marcos Martin uh, did the artwork for it. It actually came out as like a webcom originally, and it won an Eisner uh, award for Best Digital Comic. And now it is out in paper form, so you can enjoy it. And it's ongoing. So it's not done yet. I really like it. The style is a, l- a little bit kid-ish, I would say. Um, Marcos Martin's style definitely is that. Uh, they worked together on Barrier, and they also worked together on Private Eye, which is also tremendous. It is like um, young adults, Harriet the Spy, Encyclopedia Brown sort of style, but where the kids are more grown up. Like, they're in college now, so they're dealing with, you know, trying to solve the neighborhood crimes, and then also, like, interpersonal stuff you know supernatural
3: stuff. supernatural
0: stuff and some sexual tension yeah, as some well hormonal stuff yeah because as well. as, they're they're not kids anymore they're they're growing up i really really like this um friday is the name of the main character she's come home from she's gone off to college and she's been away for three months and she's come back and there's been this weird crime thing that's happened and she is as soon as she gets off the train immediately swept right back into her old world of crime fighting, and it's really good.
3: I just realized as you're describing it, that's like the plot of Blue Velvet.
0: Yes, it's very Blue Velvet, actually.
3: we, We read a lot of comics that have great artwork, and we read some comics that have really great writing this is one of those cases where you get both in the same package.
0: Yeah, I really, really like this a lot, and it is kind of a Christmas book. Um, she's coming home for Christmas, so if you're looking for a little holiday reading or something to stick in somebody's stocking, this would be a really good one to, to choose.
3: Yeah, Friday's a really great character. You, really, you feel a lot of things that she's going through um as this as this story is is taking
0: off yeah ed Brubaker is a genius he's such a good writer love him all right brennan anything else you want to add of the comic world that's going on that you are loving
2: more the just more the comment the fact that right now i have you know king and tinian uh brew i'm gonna check that one out there's a lot of really good stuff going on so it's kind of good to try to maybe shift your eyes around the the comic shelves a little bit and try something different. I'm glad to hear there's all this new detective stuff coming out. Um, I've been a huge crime comic fan, like one of my favorite genres, and it just, I don't know kind of fell away from it. And suddenly, there's like, oh, this is coming and this is coming. So it's just nice to see. Um, I did also read Pop Star Assassin from Behemoth.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it was fun. It was, it, it's kind of like a mash of if you took like Robin Rodriguez and a whole bunch of other character. You know, let's do put a little bit of Elvis's son in here and. Baba Hotep meets Conspiracy Theory meets Things. It was kind of a fun read. I might check out the second. I might give it a few. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that was kind of a fun one. The cover is great, actually.
0: The Price cover is good. I did. I read that one as well. I don't know that I will continue it. But I'll probably wait till it comes out in trade and then read it all at once.
2: Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. And then I read Human Target. I was like, oh, and Human Target too. Of course, King did this thing where he, pull, he brings back a team or a, a hero you don't expect which I should have saw it coming and I didn't. And I was so excited because it's, uh, I have a poster of this in my room. So when I opened up the, the kind of reveal of who's going to be in it, I was really excited. So yeah, there you go.
0: Cool all right well that wraps up um our take on comics this week and it wraps up our episode for uh cfcr for another friday so thank you uh kevin for guesting with us today and uh all the best of luck with the rkg quarterly holiday insert launch same <laughs> all right keep your nukes up
6: you've left my way. You clean me out, you could say broke Now is that love The better, better, better it gets The more these girls forget the that, that is love You won't get dressed, you walk about Now is that, is that The teasing glances push me out Now is that, is that The tougher, tougher, tougher it gets more my lips frequent, now that is love Beat me up with your letters, your walk notes Funny how you still find me right here at home Legs up with a book and a drink That love the moy more, moy more, moy more cool down. The easier love is found now that is love.